1: After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
2: Yes. Yes. We made it. We made it, baby. Baby, let's go to Vegas. That was supposed to be the cry. And we finally got here. And producer Jay and I have attacked it with a vengeance. Oh, and we've walked eight miles. Wait until you hear that story. Whoo! Vegas is sensory overload. It really is. Even in the airport, I walk maybe 500 yards. So we're talking about a good par five on your favorite local golf course. And there are three, count them, one, two, three, hubs of gambling machines. (laughs) In the airport. I didn't even go 500 yards from where my plane deplaned and where I walked from the gate, and there were already three hubs of machines dinging and pinging and ringing and calling the names of people who are showing up in Las Vegas. And everywhere you look, signs and video boards, and I'm sure it's AI. And also, welcome to Vegas, home of Super Bowl 58. We've already posted some photos. We're excited to share some stories with you, including our acclamation to Mandalay Bay Convention Center, which is cavernous. When we booked our rooms at the Luxor Hotel, which is also an MGM property that's quote-unquote, I'm using my air quotations, Jay, next door, oh, we had no idea. You're walking a half marathon to get from one place to another and just wait until we tell you what the NFL makes you do. It's totally Total insanity. Anyway, already have a few photos up. We've already done our first four hours on Radio Row here in Las Vegas. We're not on Radio Row now. The reason why the quality of this favorite show of yours, thank you, is so good is because we're actually in a radio studio. I know there are a a bunch of shows that originate from Radio Row inside Mandalay Bay, but for the hours that we keep, And this is amazing, right? The hours that we're keeping on the West Coast, 11p to 3a local. This is amazing because we're in studio. And so it sounds just as good as if we were in headquarters back in New York City. So from Las Vegas at 98.5 HD to the bet. We are so grateful to Dan. Not only trusting us with a key. Actually, trusting me with the key. I don't trust Jay with the key. So the key has a little post-it with the name Amy on it, Jay. See, read it and weep. Uh, Jay's on the other side of the control board trying to figure out where his microphone is. Hola.
3: I haven't lost my room key yet, so there's that. There We're good. is
2: that. But this one is in my possession. Dan, who is not only helping us out, but is running a bunch of different shows in and out of these Vegas studios. He said, who wants the key? Oh, I'll take that. I will take that. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, and producer Jay is here, too. His first ever experience on Radio Row. Tomorrow, we're going to try to head to Allegiant Stadium and get some videos and photos. Also, Jay, you took video inside Radio Row. Where is it?
3: I do have video. I should. I will get that posted up soon. I got some cool stuff, some cool oh. clips.
2: Okay, so here's what you need in order to follow us and to follow our adventures. You can find the photos that I put up already. On Twitter, A Law Radio. Jay will also use our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. We've got our YouTube channel, gotta have our YouTube channel that's named after the show, and then our Facebook page as well, After Hours with Amy Lawrence on Facebook. And our phone number is the same. Uh oh, it's not here in studio. Don't tell me, Jay. 855 212 4227. It only took me like six years to get that committed to memory. 855 212 for CBS these are all ways that you can connect with us and so Jay's putting photos up on Facebook as well he did take a video today we already recorded four interviews uh, four very unique interviews and actually a little bit of football but a whole lot of personality and humor and stories and talk about Vegas hosting its first ever Super Bowl Actually, fun fact that we found out from Dan today, who, again, is helping us here at the Odyssey affiliate. The actual location of the Las Vegas Strip is not Las Vegas. It's Paradise, Nevada. How about that? The Super Bowl is taking place in Paradise, Nevada. That sounds way better. It's a little bit like the whole New York, New Jersey thing where people talk about the New York Jets and the New York Giants, but the stadium's actually in New Jersey. Or when people talk about the Dallas Cowboys, but the stadium's actually in Arlington. (laughs) Well, then that applies to the Texas Rangers as well, but at least they're not labeled as Dallas. So here we are, and we'll be counting down to Super Bowl 58 in Paradise, Nevada. Also, Allegiant Stadium is big. Badass, as in badass. Producer Jay can see it outside his hotel window. So, Jay, what was your first impression of Allegiant Stadium?
3: I did an audible wow. So, (laughs) it was night, so it was all lit up when I got in. I get to my room, I open up the blinds, and I look a little bit to my right, and there it is, just... Green lights. It was awesome looking. Green? Green, yeah. It had all these. Like the color of money? I guess so. It had this <laughs> green trim around the entire outline of it and all like the indents and different like parts of the stadium. It was it was awesome. I stared at it for a good like five, ten
2: minutes. That's super cool. Very cool. Uh, my view is actually the Mandalay Bay Tower, which is the iconic structure that everyone knows of Mandalay Bay with the palm trees in front of it. So, again, check out my Twitter, ALaw Radio. You'll see it. Uh, and then also another Skyrise Hotel next to it. So, I'm looking in between the two of those out to the beach, if you will. That's <laughs> funny to talk about Vegas having a beach. But it's also got a shark reef, in case you were wondering. It is... As I say, sensory overload, but it is a city where there's something for everyone. It doesn't matter what you're looking for, you can find it within a four-mile stretch. Now, we're not on the Las Vegas Strip. We're actually out west of the city, uh, and we had an adventure with the rideshare driver that we called, the first one. Apparently, she decided that she was not interested in taking us to where we needed to go, so she canceled on us after being parked for about... Ten minutes, three minutes away, canceled on us, and so then we had to wait for Antonio, but he was great. Uh, he actually seemed very nonchalant about the fact that a Super Bowl is here with, I don't know, half a million people by the weekend. Uh, actually, my cab driver from the airport earlier on Tuesday morning, he was grumpy about the fact that there are so many people coming to Las Vegas. He didn't like it? No, oh, he decided that it was just a lot of traffic and a lot of headache, which is kind of funny, actually, right? Because as people who navigate New York on a regular basis and you live on Long Island, that's the way that some New Yorkers are. Uh, it just creates it's a true. lot of extra traffic. It is true. <laughs> I'll admit. He was a grumpy older guy, but he'd been around here for 45 years uh, and just one of the... I would say one of the crustier cab drivers that I've ever ridden with. So we've got some good stories we want to share and some incredible interviews. Cannot wait for you to hear my conversations with Fox. And Westwood One's Laura Oakman, it's our first time ever connecting in person. I've been a big fan of hers for years. Of course, you are as well. She's about to work her fifth Super Bowl on the sidelines for Westwood One. She'll work with our favorite Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner, and she'll be down there in the belly of Allegiance Stadium. And so I'm excited about you hearing our conversation. As much as she works in football and works in sports, her passion is somewhere else. And so I'll let you hear from her coming up in 10 minutes here on CBS Sports Radio. In addition, Judy Batista of NFL Network and NFL Media, she's here for eight days and is working like round-the-clock crazy. Uh, But it's awesome. Also, first time connecting with Judy in person. And so it was really neat to be able to to sit down with her and to hear about some of the stories she's working on. Great intel there as we're heading into the Super Bowl. Then a pair of guys that we talked to who couldn't be more opposite ends of the spectrum. (laughs) For those of you who know Michael Lombardi, he's a former NFL front office executive. He has the GM Shuffle Pod. He always has inside information and presents it in such a unique way that he takes no prisoners. As in, he's been in the NFL fraternity a long time and does not give to, you know what I mean. Uh, he, He just tells it like it is. And he actually gave us some really interesting Food for thought about why Bill Belichick is not coaching right now and how quickly he'll get back into coaching. Okay, again, this is from a guy who's very connected. His entire life has been in the NFL, and he's not only got connections all over the league But he also is a guy that has worked in front offices and knows how they operate. So wait until you hear what he has to say about Bill Belichick. Even Mike Vrabel being back in a coaching situation. And then a guy I only heard about in the last couple days as I was researching. I'm ashamed to admit it, but I never knew that the Al Pacino Matthew McConaughey movie was based on a real dude and he is a dude, his name is Brandon Lang, and you'll hear him about 45 minutes from now. He was getting ready for a possible career in basketball when he blew out his knee and decided then he had to, to shift midstream and go into, at the time, now this goes back a couple decades, sports betting, wagering handicapping he has become one of the foremost handicappers in the u.s and so i asked him is it skill or is it luck (laughs) also i told him i'm not a good loser which is why i don't gamble (laughs) other than fantasy football Uh, his stories his reaction all of that is classic again we've got photos to share so follow us After Hours CBS or on my Twitter as well as on our Facebook page. We're excited to be here in Las Vegas. First Radio Row for me since Miami in 2020. First one ever for producer Jay. So before we tell you a little bit about our arrival stories, Jay, what is your first impression of Radio Row? And where is that video? I can't wait to see it.
3: It'll be up, and it was amazing. Radio Row was so cool. Just walking in. Well, I didn't expect to see slot machines when we first walked in. I'll right. say that.
2: That's never happened on Radio yeah. Row before. That was a little wild.
3: But then they had that fun, uh, like that target-throwing game over there. It was just, you know, everyone walking around, but working, but in a, in a different way. It was like a, it was a buzz in there, you know? It was like a cool buzz, and it was cool to put faces to names of people mm-hmm. that I've been talking to for years now and never knew what they looked like. And they come <laughs> up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's who you are? It's Yeah, it was cool. It's awesome. <laughs>
2: The the Mandalay Bay Convention Center is, as I say, cavernous. It's ginormous. And there are a bunch of different entrances and a bunch of different sections to it. And so when we decided we would walk over from the Luxor, we were warned it's a really long walk. Okay, fine. Follow these signs. Follow these signs. Go this way. I'm wearing heels, mind you, which I will not do on Wednesday. I mean, I'll wear them, but I'll carry them with me to Radio Row. So dress and sneakers is where it's at. But we started walking from the Luxor. It took us probably 20 minutes to get to the accreditation center. Where, by the way, they did not know that producer Jay and I existed. Right? So every other colleague on the CBS Sports Radio list had picked up their credentials. They did not know that we existed. So then, I'm starting to sweat. Jay knew I was getting stressed out. We're 30 minutes away from an interview with Laura Oakman, and they do not have credentials for us. And the guy who was sitting at the computer that prints the credentials didn't actually work there. And so... (laughs) We had to wait and wait and wait. And finally, they just print out our credentials. It wasn't that big of a deal. For some reason, they just never printed them beforehand. But we were in the computer.
3: They don't really know the issue there. I've what never, happened?
2: Yeah, I've never had the problem before. The NFL is pretty meticulous about these things. So we finally, then we get out of the accreditation center. And we're just supposed to be walk, to my understanding, just supposed to be walking a few hundred feet to be able to get into the media center. Oh, no. There is a... It's got to be a two-mile loop. You Mm -hmm. go back into the Mandalay Bay Mall and concourses, and you do a ginormous circle to go out of the building, go through NFL security. Oh, I saw my first working dog, bomb-sniffing dog. Amazing. Didn't have a chance to talk to him, but he was really – he's wagging his tail all over. And then you come back in the building. You end up exactly where you started, which is right outside the accreditation center, and you go in the door. That was right there, like literally a hundred feet. But we walked two miles to get there. I mean, it's it was total insanity.
3: Down escalators, upstairs, down another <laughs> set of stairs. Why? I don't know.
2: And then Jay and I come up on the door to the media center, and we say, "Wait a minute, weren't we just here?"
3: Same spot.
2: <laughs> so yes, my feet already hurt. I've already got blisters from my heels. Tomorrow I'll be wearing sneakers with my dress, and I don't care. <laughs> so to my understanding there has been a little bit of a hullabaloo over Las Vegas and whether or not it will actually get its baseball team so we'll explain that coming up also just to make things more interesting there's a live golf event in Vegas this week and so Bubba Watson he was the one who was what do you do you don't ring a bell what do you do with the Golden Knights games You crank something. Right. They
3: have that, like, horn, right?
2: Oh, that's right. You crank it. And so Bubba Watson, who's in town with Liv, he cranked it. Uh, John Rahm is here as well, and he's been talking about Liv and wanting to go back to the PGA Tour. It feels like that iceberg is melting. Uh, So there's Liv, and there are, well, mass influx of people who are just coming here to gamble during Super Bowl week because it's a tradition for a lot of people. And then there are the half million people who are actually here, corporate sponsors and partners and media Players, we walked by Charles Woodson in the Mandalay Bay hallway. And I said to Jay, did you know who that was? Uh-uh. So, so, the, Hall- <laughs> so the Hall of Famer Charles Woodson walked right by us. And Jay and I are having a debate. I swear C.J. Stroud was on Radio Road today, and Jay is saying no way. It was not him. I just think he was a little too small.
3: It, the face was there. The hair was... His hair, but the, I don't, it wasn't him. I don't know the body. He just was, (laughs) I wouldn't imagine him being that small. He was, he's gotta be a little bigger.
2: There are, well, we can look up his size and weight just to confirm, but there are a lot of NFL players that you would never believe are smaller in stature. For instance, Michael Vick was, is my height, but I walked by him one time, my previous network, and it was clearly Michael Vick and he was no taller than me. So a lot of times there are guys who are a little smaller in stature and and we were talking about height and weight. Uh, not, of course, Josh Allen or Cam Newton. By the way, Cam Newton is here. I'm not sure if you knew that, but Cam Newton is <laughs> here at Radio that. Row. With the explosion of podcasts and digital elements and all of the various bet and, and gambling outlets, Radio Row is packed. It's packed. And yet it's such a cool atmosphere. So we've got more photos to share, but to get started... Check us out on Twitter, After Hours CBS, my Twitter, Radio. You'll see Mandalay Bay in all of its golden glory. And I pose with King Tut. I feel like a dope taking selfies with King Tut, but I did because he's King Tut. Also, I was hanging with Cleo. I'll share that photo a little bit later on. And as I say, such a special treat to connect with not one but two unique women who've covered the NFL for a very long time. Can't wait to share my conversation with Laura Oakman of Fox and Westwood One. That's coming up straight ahead. We've got Vegas vibes, baby. Super Bowl 58 and Radio Row. And we are here to give you all of the stories and to set the scenes, photos, videos, general goofiness, because that's us. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
4: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: And here's Amy Lawrence. So we'll tag. Well, the voice got tag us with that coming up. Uh, we're still getting all of our grooves in sync. We've got various moving parts, right? So we're here in Las Vegas at 98.5 HD2 The Bet, which is our local affiliate. And we've also got Colton working with us back at CBS Sports Radio headquarters. We've got The Voice God, and we've got Southern Recipe Pork Rinds. And so that is our sponsor, our partner this week. We'll talk more about that as we head through these next three nights and it's pretty cool to be on pacific time i gotta be honest (laughs) it's after hours with amy lawrence on cbs sports radio you definitely know the voice and the face of laura oakman she has covered sports for three decades most recently on fox the nfl on fox as well as on westwood one and she will be calling her fifth super bowl from the sidelines Uh, And it was such an honor to have her on Radio Row. We, even before we sat down, exchanged a hug because we have a mutual admiration society, though this was our first chance to speak in person. And I'll pick it up as she sat down at the table and I said to her, for people who've never been to a Super Bowl, I tell them it's completely different. In a stadium than it sounds on TV. So, Laura, what does it sound like when you're on the sideline down in the belly of the stadium?
0: It's so funny because it depends on the game because some Super Bowls very much feel like it's not a fan base necessarily, right? right like right. it's not 90% or 60% normally uh, about one team. And so when you're down there, it's almost like they root for a good game and so it's yes. like that ovation now I think it'll be more a Niners crowd this time but it's the first first Super Bowl I went to where I was like I'm not understanding this but it was more of a corporate crowd <laughs> yes. you know it's they've kind of priced it in that way so it's more it's more about the corporate money than the fan base and so I would say with a good game there's nothing like it but honestly the pregame and the anthem that's probably where it feels so different and it feels like we're all rooting for one team to be entertained and like the the awe of the the spectacle of it all Well, last
2: year it went down to the wire we had the late field goal by Harrison Butker and the Chiefs won again but it was such a great game with the Eagles what did that sound like did people get into it then Yeah, that was so much fun and I mean, it's with those two fan bases
0: that there was a great Philly contingency and a great mm-hmm. Kansas City contingency. But um, I always say I don't want, I don't love the term sideline reporter, although very accurate. But it's, uh, it's an energy reporter, it's a vibe reporter, and <laughs> I so like that. it's sometimes like the whole privilege of standing on a field and feeling it tilt and being able to always hope you're on the right sideline at the right time right because sometimes you want to be on the one that's like the ovation and like you're riding the wave and then other times to be on a sideline that you feel it deflate Mm. and you see it deflate and also coaches ask me this all the time they'll always say like how did how did my guys feel We were down 17. How do we feel? How do we look to you? And so that's our job is to be studying sidelines. And so what I would say for (laughs) that game was that was just pure emotion. That was just, you know, like the stadium, the sideline, everything was just erupting. But, um, that's my favorite part of the job is really being able to be down there and see how guys connect how guys communicate and how guys interact you can tell a team that likes each other when you're (laughs) down on the field Yes.
2: so the prices for this first Super Bowl in Vegas are well over $5,000 for the cheapest to see what is your reaction to that because it seems like the NFL just continues to grow it's got urban sprawl is what I say that's a good
0: way of saying it I mean it's Vegas baby right like it's just I don't know if it would have mattered who the teams were and Mm -hmm. these two teams sure didn't hurt but I just think the idea of this game in Vegas and the idea of five years ago, if you would have said a game in Las Vegas.
2: Any kind of game anything, in Las Vegas. Anything. I mean,
0: <laughs> what we're seeing around us and being like, this is everything we were warned against. You know, don't go near sports book. Why are there slot machines in the radio world? Like, it's just. In the airports. In the everywhere. I, I, like, <laughs> Keep sports away from it. But, I, like, the old journalist in me is dying a little bit of, like, how did we get here? Right. But so this one doesn't surprise me because going back to the spectacle of the Super Bowl there's no bigger spectacle than Vegas, and LA was you know, kind of the same at SoFi, that it just felt like the seats would be ridiculously expensive, but the crowd might not be the ultimate football fans. Mm,
2: true, that's true. We're gonna talk about your passion, so I don't wanna to get to that yet. I'm saving that for last, because I saved the best for last. Let's do it. However, since you work with so many young women of all shapes and sizes, ages, cultures, everything, what do you think is bigger than the Super Bowl or Taylor Swift? I love that you asked
0: that. Um, it's funny because i feel like this whole year where people have gotten it wrong is making it like it was one or the other and so it's like you're either a swifty or you're an nfl fan and i think that's as a you know a young girl starting to go into sports over 30 years ago i feel like i had to make a choice Hmm. so i was either going to be a girl's girl or i was going to be a boy's girl a guy's girl and so i chose very much a guy's girl and all of a sudden i hid all those things that I felt made me girly. And so what I've really loved through working with all these women, you can very much be both. You can be like a hardcore Swifty and know every single thing about football. And so I've loved that it's given that woman a chance to be like, I know both, right. you know, and like that's valuable this yes. this week,
2: especially It's becoming more and more prevalent. Yeah. Such a privilege to have Laura Oakman with us at the table here at Radio Row, working another Super Bowl for Westwood one, but also on Fox. And I understand from your website that you coach coaches huh? and you give them media training sometimes and others that are, I say, welcome to the dark side that are jumping from sports into our profession. Tom Brady is about to become one of your very high-profile colleagues. What would you tell him if he asked you for advice about how to approach this job, where critics are everywhere? Gosh, it's so
0: hard right now, right? It's just, it's so hard, let alone with every single eye on you, although that sure hasn't bothered him before. (laughs) I mean, I'm embarrassed to say I would give Tom Brady advice at anything, and yet we have more experience, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest thing when I watch athletes make the transition and have worked with a lot of them, the ones who are so good are the ones who are themselves and don't try to be an analyst or don't try to be, you know, now I'm the sports person or the announcer. And I have loved traveling with, being partners with so many of these athletes who know football, but they're also fun to listen to. Because Kurt he's Warner
2: fun. is one of my favorites. So good.
0: He's amazing. Amazing. I travel with Mark Sanchez, and Mark is the same. If mm-hmm. he's calling a game or if you're sitting at a Friday night dinner and having a glass of wine. And so I think it's just... That authenticity thing is more real than ever. Mm -hmm. And Tom's done a great job of that over the years. He got better and better. You know, when Tampa Tom was so much fun. (laughs) Right? So I'm excited, like everybody else, to see how his transition is, but also... I mean, you're never going to turn down a contract like that, but, boy, does that come with a lot of expectations.
2: Mm. Laura Oakman's with us here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. So let's talk about Galvanize. It's your passion. I actually have a couple of young female friends in the business who have gone through your program. Why is it so important to you, and why is it? become really the thrust of what you do in this business I I
0: just think I you know every time I do another Super Bowl my first one was in 1992 and you kind of you know play the flashback game and I just I think back to that young girl at 92 and you know and just showing up with all that you know one man banding everything and showing up with all that heavy equipment and being so in over her head (laughs) and so afraid and so insecure and so just i mean i walked into a super bowl with no confidence and if possible i left with less and it was a really sad experience and it didn't leave after i left the game it stayed with me for a long time and so what i love about right now with galvanize you know a dozen years later is these young women are still going to make mistakes and they're still going to have to get reps and they're going to have to do the work but I would have killed for an army of women around me. I would have killed to have walked into a Super Bowl and seen another woman and been like, "You help, you know, sister, uh, come in peace." Yeah. It's yes. like, can, we, can I cry a minute? Can I? I just asked this question. Was this good? Like, I felt like it was so good. And then every man looked over at me and made me feel like I asked the dumbest question. Like, was I good? And I I would have killed to have somebody say, How are you navigating the grays? Because there was nothing black and white, still isn't, about navigating a male industry. And so, you know, I don't have my own children, and now I have thousands of them. And I think it, what, My job has always been my passion, and I still love it, but Galvanize gave me a purpose that I was really lacking in life, and I just know that if I can do anything to make it a little bit kinder and a little bit more friendly than it was when I started in this business,
2: then that's a career well spent how proud are you of some of the young women that you've kind of shoved out of the nest and you now see them working around the country and more and more of us, whether it's radio, TV, podcasting, Everything. we're
0: everywhere. It's, um, I always say, I mean, we're from 18 into our fifties and our fifties are coming back for the dream, the 18 starting the dream. And we're just like this, you know, this amazing, just a whole mixture of everybody. And it's like that, that's grown my mother's heart right like every time I see a woman and I see every single week I would say every week regular season and playoffs I run into a galvanizer you know who's who's working and I'm really proud of the fact that the first couple of boot camps or first few boot camps were really all reporters and that's probably who gravitated to me right? right and what I was teaching and now we do boot camps and workshops and there's you know, 28 women and there's no women on camera. And we'll do, I did a seminar in Nashville last year and there's 80 women and there's probably 10 reporters because if I saw something else besides a reporter, I maybe would have done something else. And really? if I was starting now, I'd want to hire. You know, I'd want the power. I'd want yeah. to make a difference. I'd want to make an impact. But I didn't know that was possible. So I went to what I saw, which was a woman holding a microphone. So I love my reporters and I have made a you know lovely living in life because of doing that. But I want to make sure I'm raising commissioners. And I want to make sure I'm raising general managers and head And coaches, athletic
2: directors. And athletic and directors. And so
0: that's what I'm most proud of with mm. Galvanize is I see them everywhere. But I also see them now making difference in whatever part of the world of sports they're working in. Mm. How can people find out more if they're interested? Uh, they could always go to LauraOakman.com and there's the galvanized page that will tell you who we are, what we do, how to get in, all of that. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, you could always follow at Galvanize Life, L I F E, and that will um, hopefully give everyone the questions. And again, this is to na- help navigate um, a locker room, a boardroom, a classroom. It does not matter. At the end of the day, even when we partner with NFL teams, we don't talk sports. We mm. don't talk football. We talk about who you are, not yes. what you do. And so if at the end of the day, what galvanize is is helping women find confidence in themselves and in
2: each other. Mm-hmm. Well, it's great to have you on the show for the first time. Ever need a volunteer coach? You let me know because I would love that. Love it. You are have, fantastic. Big fan, oh, and thank. I appreciate the conversation. Thank you. Have an awesome Super Bowl. Thank you. Mm. It was really cool to be able to sit down at a table and just talk about some of the buzz around Vegas and the NFL as well as Laura's experience because she is one of the longest tenured women in football. Awesome. And we have gone kind of like ships passing in the night at various events in the past and never actually connected in person and yet as she talks about women in this business and her experience mine was similar when I first started I didn't feel like I had any sisters or female mentors which is why it's so important to me to share what I know and what I've gone through with other young women who are coming up through the business and now uh, even more Galvanized, to use her word, uh, by her passion in that very same arena. LauraOakman.com, great intel and information on her passion and her purpose. Uh, and we were so pleased to have her on Radio Row. Uh, still to come, one of the renowned handicappers in the world of sports betting and sports gambling, and his story—it's unique. In fact, Matthew McConaughey played him in a movie. So we'll introduce you to him coming up at the top of the hour. Plus our friend Michael Lombardi, who is the GM front office exec side of football. And then Judy Batista, who's a hardcore reporter still to come. And then Jay and I maybe will give you a sneak preview of what we still have remaining. And the guests we've got lined up for Radio Row, they do include Hall of Famers. Thanks to our friends at Southern Recipe Pork Grinds, our partners this week here on Radio Row. Roger Goodell spoke. On Monday, the players are speaking on and off throughout the week, as well as the coaches, Andy Reed, talking about cheeseburgers and football and retirement again. It's all happening, you guys. From Las Vegas and our affiliate, 98.5 H22, The Bet. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We appreciate our friends at Southern Recipe Pork Rinds who are partnering with us as we hit Radio Row in Las Vegas. First time for Super Bowl, first time... For us, well, first time for Jay ever on Radio Row. And so he's seeing it with brand new eyes and is taking videos and photos and is loving the fact that he doesn't have to run our audio board and instead can focus on some of the other additional elements. And we will incorporate our Twitter after hours CBS as well as my Twitter, A Law Radio. Those are my photos that I'm taking just because who doesn't want a photo with King Tut? Uh, And then also our Facebook page, as well as our YouTube channel. So we'll do some unique videos for YouTube before the week is up. So this is what I keep hearing, Jay. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Do you know it's becoming my new pet peeve? That is not even remotely true, number one. Number two, if it's happening in Vegas and it stays in Vegas, then all of our work is for naught. And the Super Bowl actually isn't going out to the rest of the world. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but to think that you, let's just say for the sake of argument, you blow two grand on a craps table or playing poker. So when you get back home, that two grand just magically reappears because, uh, you know what, it means your money stays in that Vegas. stays in Vegas. Right? What <laughs> happens in Vegas when you lose money, your money stays in Vegas. But if you get married because you're drunk and stupid, oh, yeah, that's still a marriage. It doesn't stay in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it
3: seems like most of the things that happen in Vegas very much follow you throughout yes. the rest of your life. And Especially everyone knows the about them. decisions, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah.
2: They don't actually stay in Vegas. Also, people keep asking me, where is Bob? Well, Bob is home sleeping right now, though he did just send me a text because he woke up randomly and he just said, hi, sweetheart, going back to bed or going back to sleep. Uh, So I sent him a photo of us in studio, which I'll share with you at some point. Uh, Well, I shouldn't say us because I didn't actually get a photo of producer Jay. Uh, (laughs) We've got to tell people about the random guy who walked by us in the Mandalay Bay Convention Center and said to you, for a second there, I thought you were Noah Eagle. that happened. We need to get a photo of you next to Noah Eagle because this guy, he, he was wearing a credential, but I... I don't think that he was media. I think that he might have been someone who purchased a a fan experience, Mm -hmm. something like that, or he was a producer, something along those lines. But he said to Jay, oh, for a second there, I thought you were Noah Eagle. He got really excited.
3: He looked me right in my eyes for a solid, like, I saw him, like, you know, a couple steps away, staring at me. I was like, is this guy, like, okay, he's going to ask me something? We get a little closer, and he goes, oh, no, oh, sorry, I thought you were Noah Eagle for a second.
2: (laughs) And then he (laughs) apologizes. So sorry about that. Uh, But we looked up photos of Noah Eagle. First of all, he's not the same height (laughs) as producer Jay. And second of all... Other than the dark, as in dark hair and dark eyebrows, I don't know. It's really
3: not much else at all. <laughs> and the eyebrows are like a stretch. Like, there's not much. We don't look that similar. So,
2: Jay's been recognized, you guys. He's been recognized as Noah Eagle, which is really funny. Okay, so here's what else we've determined about Las Vegas. They are about to milk you dry if you let them. So, Jay was here on Monday night and got a couple, you said you got a breakfast, mm-hmm. but you also got some fries the night before. Got some fries. All right, so your first fries in Vegas. That's good to know. And you said you stumbled into that that sounds funny. Sorry. You were looking for something. It was late at night. You were you needed a drink. And you went downstairs to this little hotel convenience area. It's a hotel mm-hmm. market. And you bought a Gatorade for the grand prize of
3: normal size Gatorade, just a regular Gatorade, just thirsty. $7 for my $7. Gatorade. You know, Dollars. I should have known, though, because I walked in there, and there was no prices on anything. And I I, I was like, yeah, they're going to get me. But what like else when can you I go do? go to a
2: restaurant and they say market price, well, right. never buy market price unless you are sure that it's not going to break the bank.
3: There was nothing, there is nothing like really relatively close to <laughs> the outside of the hotel where I can go and, like, just pick up
2: a few things. So I'm kind of kind of stuck there, and that's, I needed a drink. We are going to ask the rideshare driver to drop us off at a grocery store tomorrow night first, and then we'll walk over here because our rooms don't have refrigerators, but the radio station where we're broadcasting does. So we're going to bring a bunch of snacks and maybe even some food that we can warm up, like some ready meals, because this is what happens when you're on Radio Row. You have to choose between sleep and food these (laughs) first three days. Uh, my mother-in-law has already yelled at me. Your mom is telling you to eat something, but I haven't. Other than okay, Jay gave me what are these called? Protein bars.
3: Yeah, Robert Irvine's.
2: Robert Irvine's Fit Crunch, They're a high-protein baked bar. Yeah, great, but it's milk and cookies. Anyway, I have not had a meal since Monday evening because I my plane was really early in the morning. It was delayed, so I was relatively stressed about getting to Las Vegas in time. I get to Las Vegas. My suitcase takes an hour and a half, which is why I had time to, okay, not that long, but it took a long time, which is why I had time to take photos inside the airport and to count the number of gambling machines. So then I hop a cab from the airport to our hotel at the Luxor, which by the way, was maybe three miles and $30. So that was fantastic. Uh, (laughs) And so then by the time I get into the hotel, what check into the hotel, I'm on floor 23, We need to talk about the elevator experience. (laughs) I'm on floor 23, and I'm able to hang up some dresses, some other clothes, unpack a little bit, change, and we start walking. Because it took us 20 minutes easily to walk over to Mandalay Bay. Didn't have time to eat. I've had some goldfish. I've had, well, the protein bar. I've had... Oh, we shared a bag of pretzels, yeah, the pretzels a small pretzels bag were nice. of pretzels. That was my lunch. That's pretty much <laughs> it. I had an apple on the plane that I brought from home. And so, yeah, people are suge- – I feel terrible. People have spent so much time and energy reaching out to us to tell us about all the food suggestions. All I want is a Dirt Dog or a Tacos El Gordo, and I ate no meals on Tuesday. So one day wasted in Vegas and no food.
3: No, the Dirt Dog is – not, it's not close, but we can walk there maybe. If well, like,
2: not if it's pouring down rain, no, right, t- That was like also a thing today, today. Yes, yeah, so you can yeah. go
3: anywhere. Mm-hmm. The uh, the taco place wasn't really that close. So maybe if we head like more uptown or if downtown, whichever one we're not at,
2: no, uh, we're south end of the strip,
3: okay, right? So if we head up north, maybe I think that's where we'll find it definitely. So, we st- so maybe still on promised. Wednesday
2: we can strike out, yeah. Well, strike out as in strike out and carve a. A uh, direct route to either what are we doing, dirt dogs or tacos el gordo? Oh,
3: sounds so good. But the taco, the ta- I think you were more into the tacos one, I'm kind of into it. Okay. Let's do it.
2: So, ta- but, but which one's closer?
3: Uh, I think the dirt dog was closer, actually. Okay. But we're taking a shuttle. A shuttle? Right? No. No? The
2: shuttle's only to get up to Henderson, where the media availability oh, I thought, is. Oh, right. It doesn't so go up J- there. So, Jade and mm. I were talking about the possibility of going up to Henderson, Nevada, to see the Chiefs and the Niners and their media availability, their press conferences each day. Problem is, the Chiefs are at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. We're probably not going to get to that one. And the other one, the Niners, are at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, which is right in the middle of our radio row extravaganza. What do we have coming up on Radio Row? Pick one and tell people what you're excited about coming up on, was it Wednesday? My days all blend together. Wednesday,
3: All right, this one I'm thrilled for. okay. We will be having the United States Air Force Thunderbirds. Literally, the pilots who are flying the flyover for the Super Bowl are going to be on the show tomorrow. That is my bucket list
2: item. I have no idea how I'll ever be famous enough to be invited to fly with the Thunderbirds but that is absolutely one of my bucket list items. The
3: only thing crazier than playing on an NFL field is flying a fighter pilot. So (laughs) these guys are nuts. It's awesome. Tremendous. And
2: you want to talk about small in stature? They are compact. They're athletic, to be sure, but they are half my size. They have to be to fit comfortably in the fighter jets. (laughs) Yeah. The last time I was on Radio Row, we were in Miami, and I actually spoke to two of the pilots, quote-unquote, from Top Gun Maverick. And they were preparing for that movie to drop, but obviously it didn't. It got pushed yeah. until last year. Uh, yeah, so check out our Twitter, A Law Radio, which is where you'll have a bunch of photos and videos from the week, as well as After Hours CBS. Also our Facebook page. We are in Las Vegas at 98.5 HD2 The Bet. Producer Jay, Amy Lawrence, thanks for hanging out with us on Super Bowl Week After Hours CBS Sports Radio.